0: summer's almost over but at Old Navy the styles are as hot as ever get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans 40% off all dresses and 50% off all tees that's right get 30 40 and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family plus up to 75% off clearance hurry in fast these deals won't last the sale ends soon at Old Navy and Old valid in store 822 to 828 and online 822 to 824 excludes in store clearance bubbles active licensed and men's package tees I know, you know, we know why I know, you know, we know why You in my baseline Feeling my, feeling my baseline You feeling my baseline You feeling, you feeling my baseline
1: Good night this time and not afternoon And welcome into Salt Live You're watching That Being Said With George and Sammy Jarjour And this is Sports On Tap And it is episode 463, and we're here for your Sunday night, our first Sunday night podcast, I think other than the Super Bowl, um, and uh, we're here with our new schedule on yeah. Sunday nights after the game, amazing ending to that game, and welcome into episode 463, I'm your co-host Sammy
0: Georgiou, and I'm George Georgiou, and we're coming at you live and direct from the Sound Live studios in sunny, but right now, dark, rainy. Everett, <laughs> Washington, thank you for tuning in today, whether it be on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube.com slash Sports, Aaron Rodgers is a bad, bad man, Sammy. But in the meantime, can you tell these fine folks at home what this is? This is Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio. Redefined. Aaron Rodgers is a bad man,
1: bro. He is. Holy Uh, shit. Let's get into it, to be honest. Aaron Rodgers, right? Um, Of course, you guys know, we're presented by my bookie, Sports on Tap Shop, which is sauntshop.com. Find us on all our social media right here on the screen. And if you're listening on the podcast, we're live after Sunday Night Football now, right after the game. Every Sunday night and then we're live Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at ten a.m. Pacific time. But we'll get into Aaron Rodgers, like George said, right away. The comments are all about Aaron Rodgers. We're all talking about Aaron Rodgers. And uh this is this is one of the staple Aaron Rodgers moments because Mm -hmm. we're talking about a year that Aaron Rodgers is coming off an injury, right? We lost the most of last year. And the first thing George said to me, we were sitting at a bar before here, um, watching the game close to our office and said he looked at me and said, "Are we going to have two years without Aaron Rodgers? Pretty much, we had him for barely anything last year, and are we going to lose him this year? And on top of that, this is right after signing the richest contract in history, and
0: we were pretty sure when he went on a cart that we lost him." Yeah, usually when a guy goes out on uh, on a cart, it's usually not the best sign for his uh, you know future in that season or the rest of that game for the fact. And you know, at halftime, uh, I'm saying You know, first half we watch a game here at a local bar during this at halftime we left we actually assumed you know Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to come back the Bears were up I think at halftime 20 nothing or 23 nothing
1: it might have been 17 but they were up 20 nothing at some point
0: at some point in the game so we're like all right well maybe in the middle of a third quarter if it's a blowout we'll just go live then and give the recaps and you know speculate whether or not Aaron Rodgers was going to actually play football again this season and then uh as we're pulling up here to watch the game, you know, we're on the radio, and they said that uh, Aaron Rodgers will be starting the second half. And we started speeding a little bit faster to the office to make sure we catch it. And, uh, you know, it, it was just one of those moments where, you know, this is like one of those staple Aaron Rodgers moments. And I tweeted, uh, if you go follow me on Twitter, at I know a lot of people on Periscope uh, have already follow me on Twitter, put a picture of uh, Aaron Rodgers, and I said, wanted. the Crime. Ripping the soul of Chicago. It's literally like Aaron Rodgers has been put on this earth to torment the Chicago Bears. He's done it before when he threw that, you know, I forget how many yard touchdown against Jay Cutler and the Bears after coming back from his first broken collarbone to make the playoffs. And then you have this game where, you know, literally the the Bears all offseason, we've been talking about, oh, the Bears could be that new next hot team. Oh, the Bears are on the come up. The Bears this, the Bears that. And then when they were up that much at halftime and playing the way they did, And, you know, unfortunately for the Packers, it looked like Aaron Rodgers was out. The Bears fans were probably feeling pretty good. I saw a lot of tweets saying, oh, if Aaron Rodgers is gone, we we could win the NFC North. Now, it's it's hard for the Bears to rebound after a loss like this. uh, I mean, this early in this season. It kind of rips their soul out quickly. I disagree. Really? I think this is a great moment
1: for the Bears. You're talking about a Bears team that uh, even with we're acting like Aaron Rodgers was out the whole game. Right. He was in there most of the game and with Aaron Rodgers in there, they were still dominating the game early. The Bears what they showed me is they're right there. Like as oh, much as we're, we're talking about a Bears team who we we've all wanted to talk about how they're the next team up and they showed me that they might be the next team up. They're getting closer by the day. They're getting closer by the time Trubisky, not I'm not saying he's a all-star superstar level quarterback yet, but from last year to now, when they wouldn't even th- let him throw down the field. Yeah, some games he was only throwing you know,
0: eight passes a game.
1: Yeah, he looks like a legit running back. And another thing I wanted to mention about the Bears is Khalil Mack. That defense, I know that defense was already good without Khalil Mack. But really, who's the person everyone was talking about today? On the Bears? Yeah.
0: Khalil
1: Mack. Khalil Mack. Yeah, of course. Khalil I mean- Mack is... I don't know if this is more of a Raiders conversation for how the hell did they let him go or this is like more of a good for the Bears being smart and doing this. But Khalil Mack out there looked amazing. I think if I'm the Bears or I'm a Bears fan, I'm only taking positive signs out of this. We lost to what might be one of the best teams in the NFL, which into what, who might be the best quarterback in the NFL now, if not one of the best or the most talented quarterback of all time, Aaron Rodgers on one leg. This was more... This is way more about Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers right. than it's about the Bears being disappointed because this Bears team, I agreed that they were going to be frisky, probably a little better. I did not think they would compete like this against the Packers because we're acting like Aaron Rodgers out the whole game. He wasn't. He was no. in there most of the game. And it took an Aaron Rodgers 20 nothing comeback to be in this game. And I think, you know, besides that, the fact that the Bears were up 20 nothing on this team should be a positive sign for the Bears because... Can they beat the Lions?
0: Yeah, they could.
1: Can they compete with the Vikings? Probably just like
0: they competed against this yeah, team. Yeah, they can compete. I think they're going to be frisky the whole entire year. Can they compete year. against teams not in their division? Probably. Probably. You know, and like you were saying, the addition of Khalil Mack, I mean, the guy was ridiculous. We, were, we saw a stat, you know, on the TV, and a lot of people who watched the game, I don't know if they paid attention to, you know, every single uh, tidbit they say on TV, but... He's the first player since he started keeping track of st- sacks in 1982 to record uh, a sack, a interception, a fumble recovery, a touchdown, uh, and a deflection and a tackle, all in a half. I mean, the guy did everything. He was absolutely just a beast. I was telling Sammy. You know, the monsters of a midway defense is back and he is the monster of the midway. The guy is unbelievable. But what a fun game. Uh, which I
1: didn't know what that meant when George said it. I was like, I've never heard that in my life. And it's it's a real thing. Yeah,
0: the monsters of a midway. I
1: was like, That's not a real thing and he said, Yeah, it sure is (laughs) And I was like,
0: That's a good I guess it is. Yeah, so I I just want to say what a game just Unbelievable! So glad you know we got to experience it. I don't know what uh, Sunday night football has in store for us next week, but I'm, I'm sure it's not going to have this type of uh, heroics drama. That that was everything. It had the drama of the guy getting hurt, the best player, the disappointment, the new team coming in, the new defensive player coming in, and then the comeback. Obviously, cemented it all. And and I I, I want to obviously
1: for those listening live right now. Obviously that's what just happened and we also have a podcast releasing which we got a lot of viewers on a podcast um, that's gonna release tonight uh, we're gonna want we want to go through all the games tonight right? are right? all the you know if there's we're not gonna go through the Ravens bills much no. <laughs> like we're gonna go through the games uh, but before we move on, I do want to just talk about, a couple things left of this game, and then we can go on to like the whole weekend of football, which feels so good to be back. And as you guys know, our schedule is every Sunday now after Sunday Night Football, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is at ten a.m. Pacific time. Yeah. So, and, I
0: mean, it, and of course, we'll sometimes on Monday and Tuesday we will come on live if LeBron James got traded or something, or if like <laughs> Some, it was the best Monday Night Football game ever, we might yeah. come on Tuesday. Um,
1: but a couple things here is. Should we be concerned about Aaron Rodgers moving forward? Because we have seen players, I, I know JC just commented in Rivers 400 yards, and I saw the word Rivers. Rivers played a playoff game with a torn ACL, right. right? And then, you know, probably if if they didn't lose that playoff game that they almost won actually with a torn ACL, he probably wasn't in next week, right? Probably, yeah. So well, if Rodgers has a, has a serious ACL, MCL injury, should we be concerned about him coming next week? Because... What I saw, as amazing as he is, and I this is why I love Aaron Rodgers. He, the big difference for me with, with Aaron Rodgers and the Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. It's almost like the LeBron. We talk about. I think it's a little different, but it's almost like the LeBron, right. uh, Jordan conversation. You could say one's way more accomplished, but one might have way more like talent than two, like. Oh, this guy's better. He might not have the rings though. Aaron Rodgers, I don't think. Tom Brady could have done what Aaron Rodgers did today, coming off a knee injury on one leg the way he did and sling those passes. I feel like Tom Brady might be a little more in the system. Yeah, I, they're, uh, they're different
0: type of players. Yeah, too, very so. different.
1: But this is this was a classic Aaron Rodgers type of game where on one leg hobbling, he was making throws where you could see he could barely move his leg. Especially for a
0: guy who really loves his mobility and being able to get out of a pocket and extend plays, he was definitely limited. Yeah, and my question to you is. Should they be concerned at all about next Yes, week? absolutely, because if you don't protect them, uh, you play in a division with the Minnesota Vikings, who and you play them twice this year who have a great defense. You play the Chicago Bears, obviously, one more time who have a great defense. Rodgers is going to get hit. And, and
1: when you talk about the Vikings, yeah. <laughs> the Vikings made Jimmy Garoppolo the— Look pedestrian. The The man who's supposed to be the next coming in the NFL— Throw three picks and go under fifty percent completion percentage. Who hasn't his first loss in the NFL? And the Vikings
0: made him look like okay, welcome,
1: welcome to your first full season in the league.
0: Exactly. All right. Well, I guess moving on from that. I mean, great game. Uh, we'll find out more about Aaron Rodgers if there's any swelling in the knee, if there's any concerns here coming up in the future, yeah. et, cetera, et cetera. Let's move on to the next game. Yeah,
1: but my last two points were really it's concern about Rodgers. I, what as much as it was amazing. Uh, it was a little concerning because he might be really hurt. And number two, the Bears have a very good future. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I just want to say that. This sounded a little too much uh, like bashing on the Bears blowing this lead, but they have a very bright future.
0: They absolutely do. And uh, I don't know who the Packers play next week on their schedule. I got you. I don't know if you can look that up. You want to start looking at the comments. Yeah, and I'll start looking here at the comments. Uh, We'll go through some of them here on Facebook and Twitter, so everyone hold on. We'll go through the comments first. If you're watch, listening on the podcast, Facebook.com slash Sports, Twitter slash Sports, that's where we read all our comments. So if you want to feel like you're part of a podcast, too, go in and comment in. We'll, we'll give you a shout-out. Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook, yep. at S-O-N-T Sports. Sports. And uh, speaking of the Vikings, they do play the Vikings next week. And we if Rodgers has a bad defense. knee against the Vikings, this can going to be tough. Yeah, and then after that, I mean, they got, we're looking here now, the Redskins, Bills, Lions. You know, three at teams. At Redskins. Uh, at Redskins, but three teams that don't necessarily, uh, you know, have as good of a defense, obviously, as Minnesota or Chicago. Okay, but you want to, the Redskins are better
1: than we expected. Right, right. But I'm just nah. saying
0: the, their defenses aren't the Bears and Vikings. Yeah. yeah. So they might not get hit as much. But this, should we go through the comments? Yeah, let's get through some comments. All right. Science. So, um,. On Facebook, we're going to go through those first. We got Rula Mirza, that's our mom. Shout out to our mom. Just put a little heart face. Just what's up, always, mom? We always want to you know, give a shout Sunday. out to our mother. Uh, Gabe says, what's good, guys? I have All I have to say is that he's a bad man. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Dane Lee Archer I'll says, say, Aaron. I have one thing to say about yeah. that. You know Stephen A. Smith tomorrow morning on ESPN. Oh, the yeah. first words are going to be, he's
1: a bad man. That's, a that's, a fir- the, that's first the first words. thing.
0: The first thing he's going to say. Dane Lee Archer, Aaron Rodgers with the comeback. Just do it. And sad weekend. Rest in peace to Mac Miller. Yes, rest in peace to Mac Miller. We that know. happened
1: right after our show Friday. Believe, yeah, literally right?
0: about half an hour later. Um, I do want to say one thing about yep. that. Because as you guys know, on our, if you guys follow us on
1: social media, if you're a podcast listener and you don't follow us on social media, follow us on sports. But we post a lot about pop culture also because it's kind of part of the sports world. Um, Mac Miller did pass away from overdose. And... The one thing I want to say about that is uh, we need to stop promoting the heavy drug world that right. we promote in the rap game and all this stuff. Uh, I One thing I really appreciate about athletes, I'm kind of bringing this back to sports, about athletes these days, I feel like athletes with their fame promote happiness, health, like family, like look at the NBA players. They're always promoting happiness, health, family, being a good teammate, where I don't understand why pop culture the rap world it's about partying and drugs and I, I really wish we could just revert back to a better lifestyle because it, it's really sad to see people at the age of 26 die from overdose
0: while it's being promoted in that culture yeah I absolutely that. i mean very very well said couldn't say it better myself um Dane also said, yeah, but Deshaun Kaiser fumbled and threw a pick six, six definitely changed the game, absolutely. I, that That's true.
1: I did make it sound like Aaron Rodgers being out wasn't like the full effect, but we did have a solid quarter
0: of yeah. Deshaun Kaiser, absolutely. And we saw a solid year of Deshaun Kaiser last year, and that's not a good thing. No, 100%. And I, I mean, we got a ton of comments, so we're not going to be able to go through each and every one. But everyone who commented, I'll at least get one of their comments in here. Gabe says, this is why you pay Aaron Rodgers, this is why you pay Khalil Mack. This is why you should pay Le'Veon Bell. Pay your best players. Don't trade them or make them wait. Pay them. I agree for the most part, except running back, sometimes I wouldn't overpay. I think those really big positions like quarterback, you know, guys who can get to the quarterback. This league is pretty simple to me. It's about having a quarterback and stopping the other team's quarterback and the guys that do that. We saw... Um, uh, Connor's his name, right? The running back, for James Connor. James yeah. Connor for the Steelers today, without Le'Veon Bell, score two touchdowns and be very effective. Now, obviously, not at the level of Le'Veon Bell, but are you gonna? Do you want to pay someone fifteen times more what you pay James Connor for maybe uh, three times the return on production?
1: That's where it gets tricky because James Connor performed what you would expect. The statistics: he had thirty-one carries, one hundred thirty-five yards, and two touchdowns. Right. Are you telling me? that Le'Veon Bell was going to have better stats than that? Because if so, you're telling me he was about to have a
0: 100
1: and, yard 180 yeah, hundred eighty to 200-yard game on 30 carries? So I agree for the most part, to be honest, though, because you look at the Bears, it was worth it. You look at Aaron Rodgers, it's worth it, right? And you even look at the Seahawks. They didn't pay Earl Thomas, but what was one of the first big plays of the game today? Earl Thomas. You pay a guy like that, I just think the running back position is so tricky where I don't know if you paid Le'Veon Bell more than ten million a year. I completely
0: agree. Okay, skip through some comments. Get to J.C.'s Chargers played bad. Still had over five hundred yards of total offense. They are going to be a problem. We'll we'll get to the Chargers here a little more once we get to that game. J.C. I do agree. I know they lost, but they still ha- you know going to be a good team. Thomas Bright, shout out to Thomas Bright, but not for this, says cute hat, ha, ha, ha. Talking about mine, he's not a Huskies fan, and I'm wearing a Washington Huskies fan. We'll we'll, we'll get a little, probably uh, two minutes of college football here towards the end of the show. Just thoughts on the weekend. Uh, I did see, mm. JC said the Bills
1: are just complete garbage. Right. Something like that. And uh, Unstable. Unstable. And uh, I want to see something about that. Tyrod Taylor is not very good. We saw that today. Yeah. But... To see the drop between Tyrod Taylor and Nathan Peterman, how bad is Nathan
0: Peterman? You know, uh, I want to. I'm going to get to more of that for a minute. On the, you know what, this is probably the only moment we're really going to talk about the Bills and Raiders. that game is so, going to be yeah, like two seconds. I, I just want to say, shout out to Nathan Peterman. He must be the fucking best player in practice because he must showed something in practice when they benched Tyrod Taylor last year and put him in. True. Like, oh hey, yeah, we're going to start this guy. Throws five interceptions. And then all offseason, we made fun of those interceptions. This year, he goes out, probably did really good at practice to win this starting job. This guy must be like the Joe Montana of practice.
1: Yeah, because I don't understand how he won the job. I don't understand how he, he took Tyrod's job last year. It is, like you said, pretty remarkable, and I, I absolutely can't believe
0: it. Yeah, me either. All right, on to Periscope, guys. Uh, we got a couple comments here on Periscope. Someone said Chiefs. I, I like this one from Star Chaser 757. She says, I felt like stopping to w- stop watching that game. She's glad she didn't. And that's why sports, you never know. You never need to turn it off because you never know what you might miss.
1: I did see a few people on Twitter, like uh, uh, I think it was Adam Schefter, a couple other people, they're saying 15, 20 minutes ago, you thought you were going to turn that game off. Right. And then all of a sudden, a 20 nothing lead, and I think it was 23 to 3 at one point, mm-hmm. turned into. A remarkable finish of a man on one leg who, honestly, I hate to say this, but he really might be hurt or might
0: be out next week. Yeah, he might. And if I was them, I might – you're on the side of caution yeah. and sit him out. Uh, Big Blue Stew 42. By the way, Big Blue Stew 42. Hell of a name. It's a hell of a name. I mean, whoever – you know, I go – you should be glad you got that uh, Twitter bio. Fucking fantastic. He says, thoughts on the Giants loss. We'll get to that. Um, there's a lot of things I liked out of the Giants. A lot of things I didn't like about the Giants. But in, um Jacksonville's no joke on the defensive side. So, yeah, you want to win, win that game. But um, I still think they're going to be able to go out and compete the rest of the season. P.S. Paulding said he almost turned off the game. A couple more comments before we th- go through the games. Everyone is saying Bears held their own. Rogers, what a man. And a lot of people are asking us about the – uh, What a man, what
1: a man, what a man. What a mighty good man. Well, wow, that's a good
0: one. That should be better than the Rogers bad man. Yeah, what a man, a man,
1: what a man, what a mighty good man. But I don't want to sing into the speakers. If I well, sing I into the speakers, really, I, I, no, I think people that would be more uh, detracting people from listening, like this guy's voice. <laughs> I <have laughs> two more
0: comments, uh, three more comments, and we'll get to the rest of the game. Brandon Boss says, and shout out to Brandon, long time no see, come on the show sometime, man. He says, laugh out loud, Joe Montana practice. We talk about practice? Oh I have
1: some plug. I like that.
0: I like that. Omar says I hate the Steelers and Browns finish with a tie. No more tie games. Someone has to come out victorious. You know who came out you know who didn't come out victorious? The fans. We're having to go through a tie game, to be My honest. Well, Tyrod Taylor. And then Tyrod Taylor. Uh, and maybe Baker Mayfield came out victorious because he should be the starting quarterback. And Gabe says Aaron Rodgers has two 20-point comebacks in the last four seasons. The rest of the NFL has two combined. And let's move on to the rest of the game. Sammy, I think that would be a good place to start. Steelers-Browns ended in a tie. Thoughts? Okay. I got an idea. Okay. I like- Me and George are just, you know, freestyle on the show.
1: You know, let's... Let's try to hit our key points on each game, go through them, and then we'll go through comments again talking talk about the main key points. I like that. Cool. All right. Brown Browns-Steelers, tie game, 21-21. And in classic Browns fashion, uh, field goal blocks when everyone thought they were going to probably win, except for everyone thought they should win here. But I feel like a lot of people also agreed that somehow this is going to be a blocked field goal, and they're going to lose because it's the
0: Browns. Yeah, uh, the Steelers tried to give the Browns that game. It's like they tried to hand it, hand it to them. Right before uh, they're near field goal range, Tyrod Taylor throws the interception, goes to overtime. Uh, The Steelers just fumble the ball away, give the ball back to the Browns. They miss a field goal. The only thing I really loved out of that game that I got was we got a lot of great uh, content of funny people reacting to the Browns. There's a lot of funny things on the internet, to be honest. And the Browns still haven't won a game. Browns
1: are not a bad football team. And I've been saying
0: this... Since
1: day one, I really needed this win for the five and a half. Yeah, I said they're going to win over five and a half. A couple of things: one, the win would have been a phenomenal for my over five and a half prediction, because uh, we'd be, we'd be right on track. But at the same time, I, I know people can blame the Steelers for this. People are going to be like, "This is embarrassing for the Steelers." I, we need to start considering the Browns as a team that's not that bad anymore. Really, they, mm-hmm. they upgraded it on. Every possible end you could upgrade at corner and their at, at, at the defensive line and the secondary offensive line was the only thing that took a little hit, but they upgraded at quarterback whether it's Baker going to be there or while it's Tyrod Taylor, upgraded a running back, upgraded receiver, and they upgraded at the GM position, they upgraded at the offensive coordinator position, Absolutely. right? There's no question, all those so they're probably better this year than they're going to be last year, and they're probably going to win a few games. And I think a tie to the Steelers, as much as it sucked for the Brown fans that were there, if that happened in Pittsburgh, you know how ecstatic Browns fans would be? Oh, I know. And this is a great, great tie. And it sounds crazy to have a tie. It's but a great, great tie, tie for the Browns. It really is. It's, it's phenomenal for them. Um, Big Ben looked awful, though. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a testament to the Browns' defense or Big Ben slowing down. But I'm going to give some credit to the Browns' defense. They've, they drafted a good corner. Miles Garrett's obviously on that D-line in the second year that's mm-hmm. pretty dominant, and they've picked up pieces throughout the offseason to get better. Um, I'm going to give a lot of credit to the Browns here more than I
0: give fault to the Steelers. Fair enough. Bengals, Colts, uh, thoughts on this game? Uh, should We should have won this bet is really my thoughts. Um, the, the Colts looked good. Andrew Luck looked good. Um, this team still has a lot of major holes, though, however, and... In general, I, I don't take much out of this game. I still think the Colts are going to be good, and I still think the Bengals are not going to be that good. The Colts should have probably won that game, and then all of a sudden, you know, that fumble. And I don't got much to say to be
1: I'm going to disagree with almost everything you just said. Okay, go um, ahead. The Colts did not look good. Andrew Luck looked fine. That's so the Colts meant, actually yeah. looked <laughs> awful. So the
0: way, the way I look at it, the way your Colts no, looked, you look better. Uh,
1: they gave up 24 points as a defense. Well, technically, the fumble was one too. But part of the fumble's problem was. Their old line's still awful. Mm-hmm. They have no run game. T.Y. Hilton's their best receiver, and T.Y. Hilton's a fun piece. He's like a Tyreek Hill, but not as good, and he's not a number one receiver. They 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 lack at every position. They've lacked on defense and offense. And once again, we had a game where Andrew Luck his first game back off of not playing for a year and having shoulder injury, had to throw 53 passes. Jesus. He threw 53 passes, 319 yards, two touchdowns. He made some bad throws, but he's rusty. But even with even with You Andrew saw the Luck, rust, though. You did yeah, see the rust. But even if Andrew Luck was rusty and the team was all right, if he was on a team like Jacksonville or even the Browns, Steelers, I'm just going through names here, 49ers, Vikings, if he was on any team that had a good roster around him, we probably would be talking about how great Andrew Luck looked in his first game back because
0: yeah. the team would have helped him. And secondly, um, the Bengals aren't going to be bad. I, I still think the Bengals will be bad. Um, moving on, Titans-Dolphins. Uh, longest game in NFL history. That's exciting. I mean, that game took forever to play. Honestly, did not get to see too much of it. This was not you know, the, on, on our main uh, watch list. I know um, Tannehill looked okay. Uh, Marcus, I'm not going to say Tannehill looked okay because I didn't watch the game. Yeah. So stat, <laughs> Tannehill's stats look so, okay. So the way.
1: game, obviously, I have games on the TV. I have games on Red Zone. That game was in and out for five hours yeah. that like I couldn't even catch pieces. Here's what I catch, though. Um, Ryan Tannehill looked fine, but he had two touchdowns, two picks. Um, Mariota Still was garbage. 9 for 16,
0: 103 yards, zero picks. There's zero touchdowns and two picks. Still garbage. I told you this. I mean, I came out here Friday. I went two and three in my NFL picks. Not the best, but what I say, I said my guarantee pick is Miami Dolphins plus three against the Tennessee Titans. I don't like Marcus Mariota, but he might have got him. hurt. Uh, I Blaine Gabbert came in, and uh, oh, Mar- Marcus Mariota got hurt. What what's new? This guy's been had two season-ending injuries and in three. And three I mean, He's not
1: that injury prone. That's not what's new thing. You just don't like him. So let's let's like... Wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. He's missed in three let, seasons. Let's just back, to, let's stop worrying about the injuries for Marcus. Because he's not that hurt. I mean, he went to the playoffs last year and finished the entire season. Yeah, that was his first season finishing the season. Uh, anyway, I don't like Marcus Mariota. I think he's very overrated. Um, that, that, that's no, I mean. agree with that. But it has nothing to do with his injuries. He
1: When he was in there, he was 9 for 16, 103 in two picks. And Blaine Gabbert came in and just... Pretty much did just as bad. Yeah, of course. And uh, this Titan team is not going to make the playoffs, and they shouldn't have made the playoffs last year. It's kind of the point. Um, I don't think the Dolphins are going to be good either. They still only won by seven.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're both teams I think are going to be more of the average side of teams, like in the six wins, mark.
1: But in all honesty, we, we had red zone on all day, and because this was so confusing, I didn't even know something happened to Marcus Mariota.
0: Yeah, well, because by the time the game came on, they were off the red zone because they finished the game. It was already past five. So, Red Zone Channel came off.
1: What happened to him? Did anyone know?
0: No, I was looking. He has a hand injury.
1: Oh, Marcus. Uh, They're going to be bad. But someone and
0: says, actually, elbow injury. There we go.
1: Marcus Mariota and the Titans are not making the playoffs. And probably
0: the Dolphins are not making the No, playoffs. yeah, both are not. <laughs> playoff teams. 49ers, Vikings. That Vikings D is nasty. Kirk Cousins, man. What a what a great player. Jimmy Garoppolo, man. Got to stop sleeping with porn stars. I... have <laughs> this is the one bet
1: I don't usually tell other people that I don't like their bets. And the one bet I told you that I really hated that you did was what? This one. This one I because lost by point, unfortunately. I mean, but still, uh two two points. It was six, right?
0: No, I got seven.
1: Okay, still. out I think I'm pretty sure they scored a yeah, they said they had a field goal late, late in the game. No, was no, already, they had the ball down sixteen before
0: going to they try to tie the game but another late. pick. Yeah. And so
1: Garoppolo had three picks mm-hmm. and. I don't... Everyone, I think, over-exaggerated this. Oh, he's 7-0 and starts. Okay, three of them were in New England, and then four of them were against bad teams in his first couple of weeks when nobody has tapes on him in San Francisco at the end of the year when they're already a bad team. Now he's coming against a defense that was not only the best defense last year, got better, and not only probably the best roster in football, upgraded a quarterback significantly. And we saw today, Case Keenum is the kind of guy that throws three picks in a game, and right. Kirk Cousins is the kind of guy that throws for 4,000 yards a year. And so the Vikings are the real deal. They're, uh, with Aaron Rodgers already being hobbled, they're going to win this division again. Uh, most likely. I, mean, I, we'll I have the Packers uh, winning it on my predictions, but I'm completely 100% confident now that the Vikings win this division.
0: Yeah, but I'm not going to go that far out and say I still think that, I mean, one of those two teams, they play each other twice this season. We'll see what happens when they play each other. That's really going to be the telltale sign. Outside of the quarterback position, what advantages do the Packers have? They have the quarterback position. That's I, I really believe that the quarterback's the most important thing in this league. Yes, the roster of a Minnesota Vikings Okay, but is you think Garoppolo
1: is better than and then Kirk Cousins. I believe so, yeah. Doesn't tell the whole story because
0: Right, of course it doesn't tell the whole story. For, for all the me time.
1: though, I, you gotta look at this. The one thing about the 49ers that I've always said is the rebuilding. And they're not very good. And everyone freaked out about Garoppolo going there. And I feel like today, I know the score is not that dominant, but like it really showed that that team's maybe they're not
0: playoff contenders yet. Yeah, well, I guess we'll find out. Let's, uh, I mean, I'm not going to overreact in week one because I feel like sometimes that's what we do. But for example, but we also, better, I also but think we should underreact sometimes. Well, too. Yes, but I'm going to give it to Minnesota is a tough place to play. And I, I know you're not overreacting because you've been on this. Uh, the whole time, you just don't—you haven't bought into the Jimmy Garoppolo thing. I have, so I'm not willing to change my opinion on Jimmy Garoppolo through one game. That's all. okay. That's fair. And, and, and neither are you, because you've been on the same—you've had the same opinion. Talk. No, I think he's going to be great one day. Yeah. I just think it's—we're
1: it, talking about seven games in. Like he's not supposed to be. Right. He's—he's he's technically still like a rookie. Instead, he hasn't even played a full season of NFL.
0: Right. Like no, that's no, pretty.
1: In uh, the same reason. Talking about the next game, the same reason I said everyone should chill. Seven games in, Deshaun Watson, right? It's a seven-point game. Patriots won twenty-seven to twenty, but uh, really, It felt like it
0: felt like a big, uh, bigger win from the Patriots right. because, well, because I mean, the, the Patriots I think were at one point up ten to twenty-four. And 6 to 24. 6 to 24. At
1: halftime, it was, no, 6 to 21 at halftime.
0: Okay. So, yeah, it was a bigger win than the score. The Texans got a late uh, touchdown at the end of the game and never got the ball back. So, it was a lot. And that's one thing I actually, let's go back to the Colts game. I forgot to say. The uh, Andrew Luck hit in the helmet was horrible. It's on our TV right now. Um, I'm not a fan of this whole targeting ejection thing, and we're going to get to that a little more about how bad the calls were this week on the quarterbacks because I feel like you're not allowed to touch a quarterback anymore or breathe on a quarterback or even look at the quarterback without getting a penalty. But that was a penalty, and those are the type of hits that I think you should punish, but not other type of hits.
1: I didn't think it should be ejection because I thought it was completely unintentional. I mean, in all reality, just like all those bullshit – roughing the passer and uh what's it uh what was the unnecessary roughness calls. there are certain things that a human body cannot control going at full speed as a defender when you're diving mid-air you cannot control if andrew luck's head goes down up or sideways to accidentally at the same time hit your head and that's where no that's not on purpose sure throw the flag you shouldn't be kicked out just like when somebody tackles a quarterback you cannot, at 300 pounds going full speed, somehow elevate off of a body and not land on top
0: of them. And that, so, that's the thing I really, really hate. Um, now it's what? If your body weight lands on the court. I mean, th- these guys are, you know, literally have half a second to react and you're trying to tackle the quarterback. You're getting, wh- What's different about the helmet rule? You have a half a second
1: to react when your head's already. Imagine, like, I'm throwing a football at. Mm-hmm. at the wall right there. And somehow, something at the same time cuts across. Like Randy Johnson. Was it Randy Johnson who killed yeah. the bird? Is it Randy Johnson's fault that the bird came right no, in front of him? No, but no, that's, but... that's really the same timing. I'm diving head first with my head down to tackle some guy at the chest, and he puts his head down. Could I have
0: controlled that? Yes, you could. Oh, no, you can't control, but you know when a quarterback's sliding, sometimes you're going to have to let up. But you know. No, I get
1: that, but so, that's why I, I say guess. throw the flag, but that shouldn't mean an ejection. Literally, you're out for the game because the quarterback put his head down at the same time your head happened to be yeah, there?
0: I'm going to agree to disagree with you here. That, that I think you're, you're, you, there's some things you have to try to get away from the game and set a precedent. That's all.
1: Set a precedent of, okay, when the quarterback's running, you're not allowed to get in here.
0: That would be the precedent. No, the precedent is you probably shouldn't lead with your helmet when a quarterback's sliding. I have right a question for game. you. How do you tackle? He was
1: already on the ground. no, no. no how do you tackle if you're diving like in all honesty you've played football when you are tackling is there any part of your body physically outside of your head that can be leading in all reality your shoulder yeah really so what's what's in front of your shoulder
0: you can lead like this i mean i don't know no no, no but no, no, no. no. That's it's like,
1: a serious question <laughs> no, like your shoulder tech you can lead your body move with your shoulder but what's still in front of your shoulder
0: your head, your head. Yeah, like I said, there's ways to change. I think there's ways to change it. We can agree to disagree on this one.
1: How do you change it?
0: But like I said by setting the precedents with these type of calls. If you lead with your helmet and, you're, and you hit a guy in the head when he's sliding, you throw him out of a game, and less people are gonna make those hits. That, that's how I. Do. I just think that
1: would lead to uh, less people making tackles, and like, oh, we're not allowed to touch he's the quarterback.
0: He already slid. He was he was down. He slid. He gave himself up. (laughs) He did not, but it's okay.
1: We're going to agree to disagree. Obviously, you're going to make a play on that. Because guess what? If you don't run at the quarterback, guess what he's going to do. Not slide and just keep running because you're nowhere near him. So it's like it's the same thing as like the quarterback thing. I'm about to sack a quarterback. My options are don't hit him because if I hit him, my body's unfortunately going to land on top of him, which also both these rules, I think, But whether you agree with either one, Everybody at least agrees that some of these rules are messed up, and especially the especially the roughing the pat or the unnecessary roughness on quarterbacks. There's certain things where it's like I can't play football anymore if you're telling me that pretty much I have to avoid hitting the quarterback at all costs. Yes, that, that's the part I don't like. Um, speaking of over or under reactions, like we were talking about a couple of minutes ago, the Buccaneers beat the <laughs> the New Orleans Saints forty eight yeah. to forty.
0: And no, Ryan Fitzpatrick is not better than Jameis Winston the uh the saints are not a bad team the the buccaneers i don't believe are a playoff team they were caught off guard and they played a really really good game and uh Fitzpatrick kind of caught fire and sometimes that happens because he's a veteran quarterback i think you're having a slight underreaction
1: so i think that's what i'm saying overreacting underreacting i think in week one we should still have some kind of mild reaction you know um like For example, the Ravens beating the Bills by 40, that's a perfect reaction. That's really how bad the Bills are, and the Ravens are pretty good. Uh, I'm not going to overreact and say the Ravens are the best team ever. I'm not going to underreact and say the Bills are fine because they're not. Just like all these other games, Deshaun Watson looked rusty because he's still a young quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo, barely a start in the NFL, seven games. That's a fair assessment through one game, and I think it's an underreaction to say everything's fine with the Saints. To give up 48 oh, I don't think no, no,
0: I don't think everything's fine, but I just don't think they're, like, for example, the Buccaneers are going to be better than the Saints this year because they beat the Buccaneers. That's what I mean. Okay, that's That'd be, fair. See, but, yeah, still, that's what I meant. That,
1: but still, like, you were saying, oh, they're fine. The Buccaneers aren't that good. Well, the Buccaneers put up 48 points against a team that's one of the favorites to win the division. While Carolina went and took care of business, I—, I i'd be very concerned if i'm the saints that i gave up 40 i don't care how much of a veteran you are i'd be concerned if i'm the saints i give up 48 points well, to ryan fitzpatrick and the buccaneers like that's a that's a solid cause for concern on the defensive end
0: yeah and no yeah on the defensive end i mean we know that the saints have always struggled defensively and it's been a common uh you know point of concern during Drew Brees' whole run there has been the defense. So nothing's really changed. I mean they've still put up forty points and they're gonna continue to put up points. And I think this team that's what this team is. They're gonna be in a lot of high scoring games and they just happen to run into a Ryan Fitzpatrick who was on fire. That's how I feel. Yeah, you said nothing's changed. Drew Brees' defense
1: is usually they're not great, but they're not giving up forty eight points to maybe maybe one of the top Three worst quarterbacks right now in the NFL because Ryan Fitzpatrick. In all honesty, you asked 27 teams right now in the NFL, would you would you take Ryan F- Fitzpatrick over your Probably quarterback? Not. Probably not. So it's a slight concern to give a 48, especially you had the Falcons lose Week One, right? They were in prime position to be with the Panthers, the two top, and I, that division specifically. Right.
0: Every game's gonna count. I mean, okay, no, 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 I I agree with that. I I just so you're gonna would you sit here and say now after one week that the Saints are does that? Does everything? Do your feelings change about the Saints? I mean, I have them missing the playoffs at nine and seven. I my feelings still, change a little bit. Yeah, I still uh, feel they're a nine and seven team that slightly misses the playoffs. Uh, same feeling.
1: Yeah, but that you said everything's fine. I don't personally. My feelings do change. It doesn't matter if the record in my mind changes. Like forget predictions. Like predictions shouldn't result in your current mindset. Like, okay, I'm predicted something, whatever. But let's talk about what we saw today on the field. You had Drew Brees throw for 440 yards and three touchdowns, Mm -hmm. and you guys lost to Buccaneers and Ryan Fitzpatrick. If I'm Sean Payton, I'm going in today not saying ha, like it's okay, bad game. Ryan Fitzpatrick's hot. I'd say like what the hell is going on that Ryan Fitzpatrick, we're about to face Cam Newton down the line next or later this year, it's gonna be Jameis Winston probably there over Ray Fitzpatrick, and we're gonna face Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. That we give up forty eight points to this team is a solid concern. I'm not like you said, I'm not saying that they're 0 and 16. I'm just saying there's probably I thought they were gonna be whatever you said, right? You have a you have a thought of them going into the year. Yeah. Your thought of them going into the year is probably Taking a little bit of a dip after Week One because I can guarantee you in your pick'em leagues or in our predictions this week you had the Saints winning. Yes, An easy win.
0: I thought they would win the game.
1: Yeah, and so it's a it's a pretty bad loss, forty-eight points to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Sure, I
0: I, I agree with you. It's a bad loss, but it just is, I I'm not going to overreact. That's, That's how fair. I feel.
1: Jaguars Giants twenty to fifteen. Um, the Giants. Honestly, looked fine, but just not fine at the same time. I don't even know how to explain it.
0: Eli Manning is not as good as you need him to be. Is basically what it is. I mean, I, once again, they're playing the Jaguars' defense, which has you know one of the best secondaries in the league, and but I mean overall one of the best defenses in the league. But I just thought maybe they'd put up more points with an Odell Beckham. Saquon Barkley was really, really good. I don't. How did Odell end up? His, eleven catches, hundred eleven yards. yards. They played so, fine, so Eli played. Had, f- Fine. Fine. Great. That's why you just didn't play in that level that you need to play. Uh, I don't have too much to say about this. game. I still think the Giants are contenders. The Jaguars' defense is nasty. Blake Bortles, um, we saw him make a couple good throws and a couple really shitty throws, and that's what Blake Bortles is. I don't know. Uh, this game was – did you have any concern about the – uh, I know you have the Giants to make the playoffs. I have them barely missing the playoffs. Did you have any concerns about them going forward? Because I really – Yeah. You <laughs> do?
1: Yeah, and that's why I'm telling you, like, I take week one. I'm not trying to overreact or underreact. I'm trying to just take it for what it is. This Jags team has that they, they're not that great. I, I think their defense is good, but their offense is pretty bad. Yeah, oh yeah. And you and have a, Leonard Fournette, who left the game one in the yeah, first quarter. Second and you quarter. have a Giants team that had 11 catches, 111 yards from Odell, 18 carries, 106 yards mm-hmm. from Saquon Barkley, and a touchdown, and you lost 15 to 20 at home. I'd be slightly concerned. My optimism, though, is the Cowboys – Dak Prescott doesn't
0: look good, which we'll get to soon. Yeah, we'll get to that, that soon. That, as that, I've, I've said that for a while. That's one where overrated. I'm going to – I try, like I say, not to overreact to week one, but I have a lot of thoughts but on But you might Cowboys. slightly overreact. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't even call it an overreaction. I mean, just watching Ezekiel Elliott, uh, I mean, he's on our TV screen right now. I, I – I just don't like this team. I don't I think they're lacking some sort of leadership. I don't I know Dak is a good person, but I wonder, I wonder is he that physical or that uh, presence in the room which is a leader leader at the quarterback position or not. That's fair. Yeah. Uh we'll, we'll get to that person. Though. I have
1: things to say about that too in a moment. My takeaway though is Giants they're going to be fine. Uh, I I the Redskins, this division is going to be tough because the Eagles are going to be fine. The Redskins are better than people expect. and That's, that's when I've,
0: I've, I'm have I've i going to change my mind out a lot is the Redskins. Because be I've been saying
1: it. I said Adrian Peterson is going to be fine on the Redskins. Alex Smith is the same quarterback as Kirk Cousins, so they're going to compete. But yeah, let's, it let's, looks let's, like just, let's just get to that game now
0: since we're talking about it. Uh, wow, they look good. Adrian Peterson does not look washed up. The Cardinals, for all their problems... They were an 8-8 eight and eight team last year, and so it um, looks like the Redskins might be okay. You might be right
1: about my them. My thing about the Redskins is Alex Smith wins you games. I don't care how boring people think he is. I don't care how, like, oh, my God, he's so boring, he makes no big plays. No, he wins games, and he does. And Adrian Peterson today looked like Adrian Peterson. And I one thing I said about Adrian Peterson was, He's going to look like Adrian Peterson for a couple weeks. He might not make it through the whole year, but that's going to win them some games. You're to They have good running backs besides him too. Thompson's good. Right. And uh, they're going to be fine. Alex Smith's going to win you games. A good coach. Their defense is not good. It's not bad. It's the middle of the pack defense. And everyone wants to talk like it's a bad one. Everyone wants to talk about like their team's bad. The last couple years, with, even with Kirk Cousins, we've seen that they're fine, and the same thing's going to happen with Alex Smith. So right. – I'm totally happy about the way this team played. Um, And I just... That was one of my bets this week, obviously. I couldn't believe they were underdogs because the Cardinals even on the road. I could not... I absolutely could not believe it because... I think the Cardinals are just not good. Everyone's like, oh great, they have Sam Bradford and David Johnson. We've seen teams with an average quarterback and good running backs and go nowhere. Yeah, right. that's, a... and that's look at the Giants today. They lost why? Because they have a good running back, good receivers, and what an average quarterback. Yeah, I
0: just thought you know the Sam Bradford and Josh Rosen mix would be a little bit better than. I mean. Better than what they had last year when they were 8 and 8 and didn't have a quarterback. But it looks like this team is just, who knows? I mean, and a they, first year coach. They have a fir- that's what I'm about to say. Yeah, they have a first year coach. Maybe the coach is no good. I I mean, we have no evidence whether he's good or not. But, you know, sometimes you change a coach, and we all know Bruce Arians was a good coach. So maybe this guy is just not that good. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. we'll, find, we'll out. find out. We'll find out. I'm just been. saying, like, what changed? Maybe that changed. Or maybe the Redskins are good. Or maybe the Redskins are good.
1: And that's why. Uh, I did think this was a bad loss for the Giants because that division's not going to be easy at all. You right. can't lose. It's going to be hard. Just falling behind. That's why, for the Saints, same thing. You fall behind, you're already behind. Like, it's not a good sign. Absolutely. At all. Um,
0: Chiefs, Chargers. Um, 38, well, 28, Chiefs. Welcome to oh, the Mahone trains, huh? I mean, this guy. Uh, he, Maybe this is my guy, not Jimmy Garoppolo that really t- I mean I will say there's always like, you know, a quarterback every year that comes out and becomes like a star. Like this year I thought it would be Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it might actually be Patrick Mahomes. This guy has the makings of a star. The way he, you know, plays, he's a little bit of a gunslinger, the cool hair, the red uniforms. The Chiefs are a good team. He has weapons. Uh, it means Sammy, we've been on this that if Andy Reid was willing to give up Alex Smith, who's a good quarterback, to start this guy and trade Alex Smith, not even like you know just get get rid of him for this guy, this guy must be good because Andy Reid knows his quarterbacks. He's good. This guy is fun to watch. Um, I don't know how he's gonna be unstable because he throws. He has that mentality where he you know kind of forces it in there, but he's definitely gonna be fun to watch, right? I mean. He, he, he he's like the Texas gunslinger. He's cool. He has that southern drawl. Like I just love watching Patrick Mahomes play football.
1: Yeah, I like him. I think this has a lot to do with their weapons. I mean, they have, oh yeah, they got Tyreek Hill, and I'm not a big fan of uh, I'm not a big fan of these type of receivers usually. Me he's not just a receiver; he's a playmaker that really gets things done. I'm looking at the stats right here. Just receiving yards, seven catches, 170 yards, and two touchdowns. You can't teach that. Right. Um, he had, and he had a punt return for a touchdown or a kickoff return for a touchdown. Uh, so to, I think he ended up with a total of 280 yards, mm-hmm. three touchdowns. That's a very helpful difference maker. And at the end of the day, Cream right. right. Hunt's very big. Cream Hunt only had 16 carries, 49 yards. It says there, right. um, and that's against maybe one of the best front sevens in all football in all though. football so it's still not a horrible game Mahomes is gonna have his help and a good coach right. so am I like completely sold on Mahomes personally yes but do I expect everyone else to be no because it is just a one-game sample but so look at the stats: fifteen for twenty-seven, two
0: fifty-six, four touchdowns, no picks. We have
1: veteran quarterbacks out here making worse throws.
0: Right, and then you have to also remember the Chargers' secondary is not that good. I know they made a lot of try, tried to make a lot of improvements this uh, off-season under secondary, but their front seven is very very good. And guess how many times they sacked uh, Mahomes? One time the whole
1: game. And guess how many times they have players that get hurt in the
0: off-season? All no the problem.
1: time. They get a lot of guys out in the off-season. We skipped over Bills, Ravens
0: because. Here, I'll tell you, uh, Bills are very bad.
1: Yeah, and so is uh, Nathan Peterman. Seahawks-Broncos. So, obviously, I'm wearing Seahawks now. We're obviously from Seattle. Big Seahawks fans here. Um, Russell Wilson looked like he was in midseason form. He's fine. Yeah, he's good. Uh, Very good. Case Keenum is the same Case Keenum. He makes some big plays, throws a lot of picks. Um, a A couple things here. There was a couple of things, and I don't blame refs for games, because at the end of the day, Seahawks lost this game because of the Seahawks. They made some bad choices. They made some bad throws. They lit up some big plays for the Broncos. So this is more the Seahawks' fault than anything. But there was some questionable officiating. Pete Carroll challenged to play at one point. Yeah, early in the game. A fumble that would have been our ball. And he threw the flag before it came, and the ref was like, "Oh, I didn't notice." And it was right in front of the ref,
0: and that would have been Seahawks ball, up seven nothing. By the like, way, yeah. what, a, what a stupid way to like challenge plays. Like they, can't, they have like a buzzer and like make it like loud siren. Like, what's this like, red flag thing? Like, yeah, it, like, like he threw it on time. <laughs> you know what I mean, bro? Like, shouldn't there be a better way to challenge
1: a play than throw a red flag? And, and and somebody might say, "You guys are Seahawks fans. That's why you're noticing this." I get that, but if it was your home team too, you'd notice it as well. Like. It's so dumb that you throw a red flag flag in front of a ref, and that's what determines that you want to challenge. And if he just happens to not see it, which even though it flew by his face before the snap happened. Maybe he's happened, colorblind or something. Well, if it's a flag, that wouldn't matter if he's colorblind. It, I can't believe that it didn't happen. And last but not least, because it's at home, the touchdown by Demaryius Thomas. His foot was out of bounds, first and foremost. I don't care what anyone says. Like, There's no space in between the, the shoe and the white line. Like, It's pretty obvious there's no space.
0: I mean, I think you, it wasn't. A picture it.
1: There's no space. Whether or not you you can't disagree there's no space. You can say maybe it didn't touch the line, but there was no space.
0: Okay. Well, I, can, I can't sit here and say it wasn't a catch. I can say that the process that they called it a catch wasn't the way I like processes to be called. Because the initial ruling on the field... Was was no catch. was no catch and then Demarius Thomas went and bitched and then his bitching resulted in them saying oh no never mind we'll call it a touchdown which to me is not the way you then you go review it but now since the call on the field was a touchdown there was not enough evidence to overturn it when you so make it just the, stands remember it's not confirmed it just stands so when you make that call initially. That stick to it. Stick to it. Like just because a player complains doesn't mean you have to change your mind on the field. No, it should be whatever you called. You called. If anyone go review it, go review it. But for him to do a little bit of campaigning to get a touchdown, I don't like that personally. Whether it was a Seahawks, it was player.
1: gonna be reviewed anyways. Yeah. But that's where it's annoying because the man, first of all, he was out of bounds. Like you can tell me he doesn't, but I'm gonna tell you my opinion. He was out of bounds. Like you can look at look at the tape. There's no space in between the shoe and the in the white line in in the rule book if there's no space that means it's not a touchdown and there was no space and so for them to first of all like you said overturn on the field because he bitched is ridiculous and then secondly now it's a play stands it's not confirmed but it stands that that's not a touchdown that just that proved the fact that his initial call was correct because if it was uncorrect if his initial call was so incorrect the play would have been Confirmed. Not just as stands, Fair and that's why the Seahawks lost. Russell Wilson looks great, though. The offensive line still sucks.
0: Still sucks. I mean, how many sacks did the Broncos get? seven Six or seven, seven. Yeah. Yeah. The Seahawks team, once again, uh, I've been saying it all year. I think they're not going to be a good team this year, and. I think that just goes back to the offensive line. I mean, this offensive line has been not good for multiple years. and we re, I mean, here we are in the first game, and granted, we're going against Von Miller and you know uh, Bradley Chubb and a vaunted defense in the Broncos, but to give up six, seven sacks in a game, that's just, just unacceptable, and that's not Russell Wilson's fault. A lot of people say, oh, maybe he holds on to the ball too long. I don't necessarily believe that, and then you have injuries – I mean, Doug Baldwin has now an MCL sprain. I don't know how long he's going to be out, and he's a safety weapon. The one thing I will take out of this game, but Brandon Marshall looked good, which, you know, for his age and being a veteran wide receiver, and I think that could be a really good sign for us. This offensive line, we had no DJ Fluker. Hopefully he comes in healthy next week because guess what? Guess who we play next week? Khalil Mack and the Chicago Bears, and guess what they're going to do to this bad offensive line—the same thing that the Denver Broncos did to this offensive line. Yeah, but that's
1: why I'm optimistic because it's going to be just as hard. We lost by three on the road in Denver, and we're missing our best, our second best lineman, probably. yes, Pluker. We're missing our best receiver, and we're missing our second best or third best, sorry, defensive player in KJ Wright. Right. So three of our top maybe ten players are out, and they're probably going to be on the recovery to coming back soon. While Russell Wilson looks good, actually the run game for the first time in two years looks okay. Chris I mean, Carson's uh, actually a beast, though. Chris Carson's good. Yeah. Um, I still see the Seahawks team winning nine or ten games. So I think they'll win next week on the road. I'd be very shocked if this Pete Carroll led team, and Russell Wilson led team, uh, win zero two. Uh, also, not for them. Unfortunately, I'm not. There's not like a uh, excuse thing, but
0: really. Poor scheduling beginning of the yeah, year. Yeah, I was just. At about Denver, at Chicago? Yeah, I was just about to get to that. I mean, this team's schedule is just a little bit. Okay, then Cowboys come. They oh yeah, don't play the Rams until the seventh. I was going to say, if we played the Rams game three and they have Aaron Donald and Odomak and Sue, I'm like, come on. Like, you can't give us. But two, the on the road
1: in Denver, then on the road in Chicago against two best pass rushes, maybe in football, like. That's a pretty brutal 2 Not road Not just game.
0: that. Think of it, Sammy. I mean, the Seahawks got the Bears next week. To, like you said, two brutal road games. They get the Cowboys at home. But then they go to Arizona, which I they're better than Arizona. They should beat them. But then the Rams come. And the Rams might be the best team in football. And then they have to go to London. And then to Detroit – after yeah, about, but those they, aren't that hard game no no but it's a lot of road scheduling it's like a very heavy front-loaded travel schedule at the beginning of the season but then they probably get on a nice little win streak when they got a lot of home games Right, absolutely knowing the
1: seahawks my thing is i'm not too concerned about the later games because yeah they got a home game after next week and then they got an easy game maybe in arizona and then home against the rams my biggest thing is to go back to back in denver and chicago week one and two is pretty brutal.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like, 100%. That's pretty brutal for the Seahawks. Um, we went through Cardinals, Redskins, Cowboys, what? Panthers. I think that's the last one left, right? Yep, last one left on our schedule. Um, I'll let you go first. I, I mean, I, I I did not like anything I saw out of the Cowboys. I'm going to say what I said a along, long. Is Dak Prescott's not very good? Okay. Everyone, I think you've been kind of a little bit on the Duncan Dak. You know, he's yeah, okay. He's okay. He's He's fine. Like I've said about him, him and their head coach, I don't hate them. I don't really like them. I just have nothing about Dak Prescott. That I think he's that great, and I, I really,
1: truly, and I don't mean this in like a, you know, in a rude way, Dak Prescott, because he's a, he's a fine quarterback, and he's going to be the quarterback for the Cowboys for the future right. because he's all right. But. They should have kept Tony Romo. That, like, that year that they lost to the Packers in the playoffs, if Tony Romo was there, they might have been Super Bowl winners that year. Oh, With Ezekiel absolutely. Elliott And their defense being healthy in that O-line. Everyone wanted to make it a big deal of Dak being better than Romo. But really all it was was it was the exact, like the optimal situation, the best running back in the league that year, the best, the best O-line. O-line. And Des Bryant was still pretty decent, good good team uh, on the receiver's end, and a good defense, and their defense stayed healthy for once. Right. If Romo was the quarterback that year, I'm in pretty good confidence that the Cowboys would have been in the same, if not better, situation that year. No,
0: 100%. 100%. And uh, speaking of Des Bryant, Sammy, that, that, that was probably one of the more interesting things that happened this Sunday was uh, Des Bryant during the game uh, – Tweeting about about the game. I don't know if you saw a lot of his tweets. Uh, earlier, in the game, damn Cam about Cam Newton. Uh, he started talking about the Cowboys. Good s- strip to Ross, one of the Cowboys. Uh, and he started talking about who's going to set the tone. And then at some point, you know, he goes, someone tweeted at him, said, Des Bryan, please come back. Please have Kim call Jerry first thing Monday, his agent, Kim. He said, and it's my favorite part of him, is tweeting today during the Cowboys. He said, Nah, I'm okay. I'd rather go somewhere where I can showcase my skills for real. I think that's a shot at uh, Dak Prescott in a way. Or the organization. Or the organization. And he says, If I line up next to Gronk, Hogan, Edelman, I'm for sure getting a one on one matchup. Plus, I won't be getting criticized, control for expressing my love for the game. Washington is cool as well. So
1: he's talking to Washington and and the Patriots. And the Patriots, obviously. This is what he's saying. I don't think it's a shot at Dak at all, actually. I think that was a shot at maybe just the, the Cowboys. Organization and yeah, the Cowboys in general. Uh, I mean, he obviously knows he's either looking at Washington or New England. Yeah. Otherwise, he wouldn't say those
0: things. I know. Uh, I mean, like that, that's strategic, right? I think so. I, I think so. I mean, I don't know how uh, media savvy Des Bryant is, but uh, maybe he is. I, I'm.
1: I'm. Uh, like, sorry if you're a Cowboys fan,
0: but I'm happy about this.
1: I like, I want to see the Cowboys. You Cowboy. get what you deserve. Yeah, they let go of Tony Romo way too early. They've held on to Jason Garrett for way too long. Yep, and uh, they just think they're hot shit. And Jerry Jones,
0: I like him as owner, actually. But he needs to give up some, like, some authority elsewhere. Right, and maybe you need to get it. I mean, this is why he likes Jason Garrett. He's not a hard-nosed head coach. When he had Bill Parcells, who was a control freak, he ran him out of town. When he had Jimmy Johnson, a control freak, he ran him out of town. Jason Garrett seems to be soft-spoken and lets Jerry be Jerry, and Jerry likes that. Yeah, and it's just not good for the team. With
1: that said, too, uh,
0: they scored their
1: only eight points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Like, it was mostly a, not a good game. But the Panthers, I expected more from them. They they should have scored more than 16 points.
0: Probably should have scored more than 16. Their defense played really good. And, I mean, that's kind of going to be their uh, high point of the uh, – their best trait of their team is, is, you know, they have a good quarterback. I mean, whether not you like Cam you and I think he's a good quarterback or a good football player, I guess is a better way to say it. And um, their defense is going to be really good. Yeah. Uh, th-
1: this week one was pretty good, actually. I mean, uh, for a, there's a lot of good games. A lot of good games. I went 2-2-1 two, two in my bets. I'm pretty happy I about that. I went 2-3. I tied that Seahawks one, which I'm really pissed off about because I really thought they should have won that game. Uh I could talk more about those all day, but the Giants won. I was right there. I lost by two points. But I thought, remember, they, they blew it at the end. The Colts game we both had, if it wasn't for that fumble, they were probably driving down and, and making it a win for us. Um,
0: the Giants, you should have won. That was kind of a brutal little ending. Is that what you said? Yeah. I thought you said our Colts. I said so. Giants first. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that sucks for it you. Was brutal. Brutal. And uh, you got your Miami one. Because Marcus Mariota sucks. Yeah, like I said, Marcus Mariota. I'm going to be betting against Tennessee most uh, of the season. <laughs> just to let you know from you now. You um, And I'm going to be – I think uh, Marcus Mariota uh, is no good at all. I just want to reiterate that one more time. Um, one, I did get the Bears game right. I was completely wrong on the Redskins. Completely and utterly wrong. Yeah, I, I – uh, Obviously, I was really sold on
1: the Redskins winning that game against nice. the Cardinals. That was one of my best wins this week. Um, I didn't uh, I didn't think it would be that much of a blowout, though.
0: No, me either. I thought it <laughs> would at least be a good game. Um, let's get quick, to some comments. Let's get to some comments, and then we'll talk about tomorrow night's games. And uh, I'll give you quick thoughts on college football if you, if you have any. I have no thoughts uh, on college I, football. I have very quick thoughts. Go ahead. On college football? Yeah. Okay, sure. Uh, I thought you'd go with comments first. I want to say the college football uh, games this week I thought were a lot of fun. What I really took out of it is I think Texas A&M made the right hire with Jimbo Fisher. I know they lost that game against Clemson. But they looked completely better coach. And this is going to go all the way back to Kevin Sumlin, who went to Arizona and looks like a complete and utter disaster. For uh, When I, Texas A&M fired Sumlin, I was like, what are you guys doing? Is Jimbo Fisher really that much better than Kevin Sumlin? Is he really that big of an upgrade to give him that big of a contract to fire Sumlin to go get Jimbo? And I think they made the right move. I know they lost that game to Clemson. They're very competitive. But I think Jimbo Fisher... Through two weeks at Texas A&M, has me they made the right decision. And Arizona, I, I hope Kevin Sumlin turns it around, but they look like a complete disaster. I wouldn't pinpoint the disaster on Kevin Sumlin. He's had a
1: one-month recruiting realm. Right. And uh, all these players that are on Texas A&M are Kevin Sumlin probably players. So Kevin
0: Jimbo Fisher's working with Kevin Sumlin's players.
1: Right. And Kevin Sumlin's working with Rich Rodriguez, right? You have to
0: also remember, I mean, what happened to Tate? This quarterback averaged 150 rush yards a game last year. has 50 through two games. Maybe it's not his fault. Maybe it's not Kevin Selman. Maybe I've work. said yeah. from
1: day one, he's overrated. Like, this guy's not that good. He's just a college quarterback that runs around a lot. Once you figure that out, we've seen so many
0: players that
1: just are quarterbacks that are mobile get figured out. And I think he's just one of those situations.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have... I, I kind of disagree with that, because I think in college football, they get away with their athleticism quite Well, obviously, a bit. he's not. Well, or obviously, it's a coaching problem. Like, I, maybe Kevin Sumlin is not the right coach. That's, that's just what I take out of that it. That would make no sense, though, hypothetically
1: speaking, because Kevin Sumlin is the guy who made Johnny Manziel Johnny Manziel and is fine with mobile quarterbacks. So, obviously, I feel like he, he runs an offense and can run an offense through a mobile quarterback. And... To me, when I see one guy do it and then the next i can 't do it with that same coach, I might pinpoint on that guy and I, you know what i 'm uh, not going to sit here and act like I know that much about the quarterback and how he works in the off season
0: or if he if maybe he didn 't like that there was a coaching change and didn 't put in the same effort actually he he loved the Kevin Sumlin hire because they were about to hire someone else and he actually, you know, went on Twitter and wrote that he didn't want that guy, and they actually went ahead and got someone after that. So maybe you're right. Maybe it's the quarterback, but I just feel like from what I've seen so far, out of Texas A and M and Arizona State, that's that was just my thoughts on college football.
1: Yeah, uh, I think uh, college football is a tough one to overreact. Also, like I think we should be able to overreact more week one and. Like week one, two, and three in NFL than we can in college football. College football is more of a journey season. I feel like, especially with younger kids. Well, the NFL, like it's a you you do get you do see what you get early on in the year.
0: Yeah, fair enough.
1: You do. I mean, like two weeks from now, you're gonna kind of know who's the most dominant teams in in the NFL. Yeah, Yeah. in NFL, and you might have college football a very dominant team, like Mm. Michigan State lose to unranked teams where like Samford Samford almost beat who was it <laughs> uh, Florida State yeah or once like, again
0: a team that Jimbo Fisher left is not playing as good as when they had Jimbo Fisher
1: true but then that's also a situation where recruits now left
0: because of Jimbo Fisher right I know I'm just yeah
1: fair enough right I mean that's what college football is just tough where it's I, I have so much trouble I have so much trouble uh, year one with college coaches because there's multiple situations that can happen from either that's the players from the last guy oh he's really good okay well which what did he get any recruits i don't know i think any coach that's a decent coach right now if they if saban got fired today and replaced saban they'd probably be all right in alabama right fair um and if you got fired today and ended up at colorado you'd probably not be okay even if you're a great coach today so sure. it's just a tough situation, but it also it, what you did say though there is a big difference with so Jimbo Fisher than Kevin Sumlin that I I will agree with is there definitely is a a very big difference between the elite coaches in college football and like the second tier.
0: Yes, that's there's that's a saw like six and or I seven. I think Jimbo that, Fisher has proven that, and he's won a national championship that he can be an elite head coach.
1: He's one of those six or seven yeah. in that like oh I make a program different. Well, there's the next guys that's like you're good, but like it has to be. <laughs> The right situation. Right. Um, should we go through these comments?
0: Yeah, let's go through them quickly. Give our predictions for tomorrow, and we'll sign off.
1: All right, we got. What do you got? Where did we stop off here, George? Um, Dane said I went to the Seahawks vs. Cardinals game in Arizona that ended in a tie a few years ago. The entire stadium was like, oh, "What the fuck?" Such a weird way to leave the stadium. And that's one thing I was thinking about that Cleveland
0: game. Were they happy or not? <laughs> they didn't lose. Yeah, that's just so ass. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, are you asking me if they're happy? I don't know. I them Probably ha- happier than usual, right? Yeah. Um, JC said,
1: Patrick Mahomes is the truth. He was the truth of Texas Texan. and Chiefs got a major steal. And I, I, I like agree. It. What's good, Jacob? Jacob says, What's up? Y'all killing it. Much love. Um, JC agrees that your guy, Andrew Luck, looked amazing, by the way. I think
0: so, too. He just needs a better
1: line and a better. Team, situation and organization
0: and a better
1: <laughs> game says all i have to say is what a day of the nfl we had a little bit of everything it feels fucking great to have football back shout out to you guys for
0: taking time out of your night do this take care and i'll see you guys wednesday
1: ps Jets get the W tomorrow
0: yeah uh i think the jets do get the w tomorrow and sam Darnold's debut that's gonna be my prediction
1: uh, i'm a little half enough i think he's gonna look good
0: yeah i'm excited
1: um Darian said it was too many roughing the, penalty, roughing the passer penalties today. It wasn't even roughing the passer. Like the QB can't be touched if it really was for a defense making an impact. Um, I, I, uh, it kills me. It's literally like you can't touch the quarterback now.
0: Yeah, especially the one where you, if you land with your body weight on him, it's a penalty. I mean, does that also apply to safeties that are, you know, sometimes weighing less than the quarterback? Or in a corner, if a corner does a blitz, who weighs usually less than Big Ben? Cam Newton weighs probably way more than most corners. Will so the call be like equal? Right? Right. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm just wondering, like, how do you handle that? I, I, it's I going to be like rough. It's cool. Yeah, it's going to be rough. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah it's going to be rough to call
1: these. And Darian said, the Bucks will not put up 48 points again, but I'd be concerned too on the defensive end.
0: By the way, uh, fun fact, guys. Uh, today, Sam, I told you this. First time in history of the NFL that a game ended 48-40. Yeah, like the 1,000th something. Yeah, it's a score one thousand, like two hundred something st- scoring combination in NFL history. It's pretty insane, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know who has this time. was like sitting there, like 48-40, forty. Let's go through. F- like, uh, like, uh, how do you, they find that out that quick? A computer. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it wasn't. So it wasn't like George and Sammy chilling. It was a uh, some NFL statistician. I know. It looks I... like Seattle won in the WNBA.
0: George cares. Yeah. Uh, Gabe wants to know our thoughts on what happened to Serena Williams. Um, Look, I'm not going to pretend I know the rules of tennis. Um, She seemed visibly upset. She didn't seem like she lost her temper too much to me, and I feel like maybe the penalty of losing a full game might be too much. But once again, I don't understand the
1: rules. Neither do I, but uh, she did seem a little too upset. Like, I don't know. The man, the coach did say that he, uh, Gave signs. He's like, oh, he just wasn't paying attention. Okay, well. But he, why are you giving signs? Why are you giving signs? He said it's a normal thing.
0: It's, I just think she could have handled it better. But I think
1: so. I would freak out too.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, so that's a – here's what I'll say. I wouldn't have handled it better than she did.
1: <laughs> exactly. I think she could handle it better, but I would do the same, so I don't blame her. Yeah. It's like when I see uh, Draymond Green get kicked out of games in the NBA – I always say he could have handled that better, but I myself would not have handled no, it better. I would have done the same thing because if I felt wrong, I'd freak out. Exactly. So I don't blame him. And uh, Brandon said Serena got robbed even though the other chicken hit. Nadal versus team goes five hours, best competition ever. And Sean uh, Tuffus gives a thumbs up. What's up, man? What's up? Uh, Gabe says Jets win 24-20.
0: All right, quickly, Sam, thoughts on tomorrow's game, just quick rapid prediction, Jets, lines. who do you got? It's at Detroit, right? It is at when my computer loads, it'll tell me. So it is. Yeah, you know, technology these days, you know, really, really uh, does a good job for you. I think it's at the Lions, but uh, my uh, browser froze, so you're going to have to let me know where it is. It is
1: at. Thrilling, thrilling on the podcast here. huh? It is uh, at Detroit. I'm taking the Detroit Lions, four o'clock tomorrow. Um, I'll take Detroit in a very close game because uh, it's Sam Darnold's first game and on the road. I'm going to take Detroit. Matt Stafford won't let this happen. Matt Stafford's type of guy, they're going to go like 7-9 and nine this year and win a lot of games at home, lose a lot on the road.
0: You know, I I agree. If he's on the road, I'm going to Detroit as You game. just said the Jets. And I just <laughs> thought about it. Like, yeah, it's probably it's his first it's, game it's, ever. on the road Monday night football. If he wins, that's great. Bye I'm game. rooting for Sam Donald. I'm rooting for the Jets. Yeah, me too, yeah. by far. Um, but they're going to lose, I think. Fair enough. Um, and I'll take – the Raiders, at, well, it's Rams, Rams at, at Raiders. Raiders. I'm going to take the Rams. I'm going to take the Rams. Um, it's going to be fun. I wonder what the if like John Gruden does anything like not good. Is it Monday Night Football broadcast going to criticize him or no? Because you know he's a Monday Night Football guy.
1: And and, like Jason Witten's
0: the announcer now. So why would, he criticize, why would he care to criticize or not? I don't know. know. <laughs> with the other guys, like Mike uh how you say it. Yeah, you'll criticize him. It's yeah. part of the business.
1: So it's not like John is not going to go back and listen to the whole broadcast. He doesn't care. I don't know. Uh, if he is and he's a bad coach, <laughs> like if he's spending his time doing that, I'm definitely taking the Rams. I think the Raiders are not going to be very good this year. Yeah, same here. Uh, JC has Lions 23-19 and Rams 41-30.
0: All right. Fair enough.
1: I'm, re- uh, I- I'm very happy, though.
0: Beautiful week one of football. Absolutely, and uh, thank you for all of you who came and stayed up late with us on the East Coast, West Coast. It's still kind of early. The Left up. Coast, Middle Coast. Middle Coast. Um, it's also kind of late. Yeah. Not too late, though. So, thank you for watching us. Yeah, and uh, don't forget,
1: we're on Monday. Sorry, we're not on Monday. We're on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays at 10 a.m., pacific time that's one o'clock east coast time 1 p.m east coast time and sunday night right after sunday night football or halftime of sunday football depends on that the good the game's good or not sometime right after the games or if it's a blowout um just check the scheduler if you're listening on the podcast we are live at those times at son sports on facebook twitter and youtube you can follow us on all social media at son sports s-o-n-t sports if you're listening to us live right now On uh, any of those platforms, you can find our podcast at iTunes and SoundCloud. Just type in Sant Sports. You can find us at com. We have all the cool sporting gears. It's all the merch. There's a lot of things. It's not just Sant related. It's also sports related.
0: Go get your merch. Um, So go get your merch.
1: And uh, you can check us out at com as well for all the articles.
0: Absolutely. And next Sunday night, Sam, we actually have a good Sunday night football game, like a classic, Giants-Cowboys.
1: Giants Cowboys, that'll be exciting. Yeah, I like it. Uh, we'll be back Wednesday, 10 a.m. Pacific time, and uh, this was episode 463 of Sound Sports. George, what's that man? This is Sports on tap, and this is Sports Radio redefined. Peace.
0: Of course, the Lexus Golden Opportunity sales event is about exceptional offers, but it's also about the luxury of versatility and the freedom of a summer day coming together for you at the perfect moment. Lease the 2019 NX300 all-wheel drive for $369 a month for 36 months with $29.99
1: to a signing. Experience amazing at your Washington-area Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer valid in the Lexus Eastern area only and in September 3rd, 2019.
0: Farmers Insurance knows the difference between a car hitting your bumper and a clown car hitting your bumper. Sorry about that! Because we
1: covered it. Click for more.
0: We are farmers. Bum, 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 Underwritten by
1: farmers, truck fire insurance, exchanges and affiliates. Products not available in every state.